welcome to the Starfound Podcast, an actual play podcast of the tabletop role-playing game Starfinder by the lovely people at Paizo. Now, some of you may know exactly what I'm talking about, and some of you may be totally in the dark. Well, for those of you in the know, a tabletop role-playing game mixes the boundaries between long-form improvisation and board games. And what this means is that a few friends sit around a table and collaboratively tell a story, the outcome of which is decided by rolls on a 20-sided die modified by the character's abilities and skills. So if a player wants to shoot a laser blaster to hit the target of their bounty the knee. There are mechanics for that. Or if the heroes need to get into a factory producing an army of war robots, they might choose to disguise themselves or just talk their way in. There are mechanics for that, or we just talk to each other. I'm also incredibly excited to announce that Season 2 will be coming very soon. We will be live recording weekly on Twitch, and the podcast will be going up a week after each recording session for $5 and up patrons, and two weeks later for everyone else. To boot, patreon.com slash starfound has plenty of other awesome rewards for our supporters that you can get with a monthly pledge to help keep us making harrowing, hilarious, and heart-wrenching content for your listening pleasure. Now, let's meet the crew of Starfound. I'm Anne Richmond, and I play Amaruk Yuka, Vlaka Solarian, First Claw of Clan Yuka, and Emotional Support Captain for the crew of the Kingfisher. I'm Helena Anderson, and I play Jaleskia, a very clumsy Kasathan mystic zoologist, and I believe in the pursuit of knowledge and friendship. Friendship is good, too. Hi, my name is Parker Wallace, and I play Caster 9, android mechanic and pilot of the Kingfisher. Happy to be of service. Hi, I'm John Colmer. I play Quentin Kodiak Zioneer, a human operative who's running from his past and obsessed with finding out what happened to someone he loved. I'm Miles Duffield, and I'm the Game Master of Starfound which means that I guide the story and I play all the characters that aren't our main characters and I also arbitrate all the rules, which means that I'm in charge of the fates of our dear characters. Finally, sit back, strap in, or at least hold on to something. Let's get Starfound! So, these gigantic doors that are the entrance to the council halls swing open. In front of you. And in front of you, you see this massive, massive, like through the doors, this huge room um, that has these tiered balconies on all sides, right? In which stand various different representatives from all of the various different governments from all over the packed worlds, right? Um, <clears throat> some of them are, are as amor- amorphous as, as floating balls of gas, or, or jellyfish-like uh, uh, Barethians. Some of them are elves clothed, of course, in masks. Um, some of which are Cassathans, Castrovellians, uh, Lashuntas. Um, close to 50 different representatives all clamored around this room, all like hanging off the walls, as it were. In, these, in this strange large room and up above, high up in the ceiling is a massive um, skylight that lets in the beginnings, well, the eternal light of the sun because there's nothing to block it. Um, 
But in the center of the room stands a large pedestal, right? Which has been... The rest of the room... Uh, like, this room has clearly been added on to very much in order for it to serve its purpose, right? Um, but the center of the room is especially um, altered, and it has this massive like pedestal in the middle on which three figures sit. Um, the various speakers for the council, right? Now, uh, anyone want to roll a culture check? I'll roll one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. How much do you know about your system's governance? I know of, that is 25. 16. Wow. I know many Great. things. Yeah. Um, so you know that, um, especially you know, but you, you were aware of this as well, and <coughs> you know that the, the representatives have all, like, talked, right? And they've had a massive, resounding conversation with lots of interrupting each other mm-hmm. and lots of shouting. Um, about this issue that we're about to talk about, which is the, um, the gifting or the offering or the proffering of these, uh, solar system or world or whatever it may be that they're actually going to offer you a patch of a moon, maybe? You have no idea. Um, and the speakers have ingested the feeling of this court right? Not court, of this of this representative body. They've taken votes on various different things, and the speakers, because they can't have the dozens of languages being shouted, the dozens of people being screamed, the speakers are the only ones who speak in this engagement, right? It's like a, um, what is the word? Like a, a, a not a council. What do we have in, in our American government? They like... Congress? Congress splits off into committees. There right. you go. Yes. Right? So this is like the committee for every Speakers have a unique amount of power because they get to interpret the will. Right? But at the same time, speakers have a tendency to largely be um, puppet heads. Right? Because, I mean, that's essentially what they are at the base level. They are, they are the voice of some 50 separate governments that have agreed to not kill each other and trade together, basically. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Here's my... Clearly, I didn't go to school for government. Mm -hmm. So there's my rambling about this government I made up. We're not going to be able to speak and make a case to anybody? Yeah, you can. No, to them. To the three speakers. Mm -hmm. Who have consolidated the general will of the public that we see in the stands around them. The speakers, yeah, the speakers speak for the entire bonding of the representatives. What do I know about where I think the speakers may fall on the issue based on their backgrounds? Ooh, that's a good question. Would that be a politician role, perhaps? Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's as that's that's my vocation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Fourteen. Great. Um so what you do know about the speakers, right, is, let me see, how do I, how do I take 14 and turn it into an answer? Um, <laughs> the eternal problem uh-huh. with role-playing games. Well, let's,
let's let's go into this by me describing each yeah, of yeah. them to you, right? The one on the farthest left is the Lishunta, right? Who has one green eye and one bright purple eye. She's greenish with like a couple mottled speckles leading down the side of her face, and she's dressed in like flowing, long, extremely fashionable wear. Um You know that this is this is Tommy Zoe, um, who is uh, where where she stands generally is that she's the um, she would be the Democrat, right? <clears throat> she's very much in favor. She's a bleeding heart, right? But um, she's a bleeding heart in the way where everything has to be carefully registered and taken mm-hmm. care of, right? She's very very legally focused and very focused on responsibility and care, right? Okay. Then next to her is um, Bekama Jekyll, right? Who is the ex-sportsman. Mm-hmm. Who, he's missing a few teeth that um, now shimmer and gleam with their gem replacements. Ruby, emerald, and diamond individually. Mm-hmm. What race is it? He's you. Um, he's a big dude. Right? This is like the equivalent of a linebacker yeah. in Congress. Right? And next to uh, Tammy Zoe, he looks massive. Actually, had a former, well, it was a former Philadelphia Eagle who was a lineman who got elected into Congress. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was this guy's name again? Uh, Bekama Jekyll. Jekyll? Jekyll. Jekyll, Jekyll, hide, Jekyll, hide, yeah, hide, yeah, Jekyll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, then, then Sunder. Or no, what's his He's means, um, I guess. He's a little pessimistic, right? A little bit more of a realist and a little bit more conservative than Tommy. Okay. And then last of all is Sam Sunder whose dead flesh is riddled with a hundred piercings. Um, he's dressed a little skimpily, right? It's like some dead flesh showing, like graying <laughs> flesh. <laughs> <laughs> a slutty zombie. Um, I know, it's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so Tina would be hype. <laughs> Helena is hype. <laughs> um, and uh, he's... he's, he's multitudes of, of piercings and gems um, shine in the bright light shining down from above. Um, he smiles, and his teeth unex- inexplicably are perfect. Um, he, uh, little, little, like, everyone's got, like, a little, a little Sam story, right? Um, his favorite pastime is solving puzzles, and he has, like, this running bounty out for puzzles that he can't solve. Um, now his, his, like, where he stands is that his, like, particular reputation is that he's, he's honest Sam, right? Sam never tells a lie. And as far as, like, politicians go, even the, even the, 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 the dirtiest scum rat or, or a dock worker in Absalom knows that Sam's going to tell the truth. That's what you get for 14. Great. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> Zombie. 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 
Um, <clears throat> so. <laughs> the three, well, all of you, right? The four of you and the uh, dwarf next to you. Um, yeah, Hecklin next to you. <clears throat> and, um, well, the, the dwarf has, has two other dwarves, right? right. One of them was Oh yeah, they're both in. And uh, obviously Elo Catch and his 20 assist. No, no, he pairs it down to uh, let me roll a d10. Ooh, five. Ooh. Ooh. Pentagram of assistance. Best of the best. Um, <clears throat> continue into the room. Um, and you all like walk up to the presenting place, which has like this like gold kind of, like, carved into the floor in front of you. And the first to speak is Zoe. He says, welcome. Thank you all so much for coming. I'm... I'm deeply glad that you're all here, and I'm... I understand that there has been a great deal of secrecy surrounding... This particular talk, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that you understand that the sensitivity of us uh, ratifying new holdings in the surrounding star systems could be a bit uh, sensitive. So thank you so much for all of your patience and for your sensitivity as well. Now, each of you have applied for a large holding of land for various different reasons. Um, <clears throat> and we have three different holdings of land, all of which are outside of our current jurisdiction, but which we are willing, willing to uh, admit, what's the word? What is the word when you, like, say, you're a country, too? Colonize? Oh, no. Oh, recognize? Recognize. We are willing to recognize your existence as a government. And uh, form an alliance, provided that uh, your methods in in claiming and keeping it are uh, approachable to our standards. What you're looking at... um, and I've just I've just handed them a little handout of the local star group. Is uh, the area that we are uh, have prospected for you to uh, annex the Matchel system, which is a system of of three different stars, um, each of which has one primarily habitable planet on it. Um, now, for being so close to us, this this area is considered. Almost in the vast, so it's largely unexplored. Um, well, it's been poked at several times by various different explorers, but no one has ever managed to set up a colony there of any uh, reasonable size. Now, the issue at hand is, of course, um, who wants what? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, uh, Jekyll speaks up. So, 
There are obviously, there's three solar systems, right? And we have three planets, which we have prospected to be to be suitable for you, right? Um, on Machul Alpha, there is a uh, temperate world that we don't seem to have, um, that we have explored, that has uh, mega predators and the like for all of a, a normal expedition into the vast. But other than that, seems fairly habitable. Um, uh, it's also the furthest away from us and the hardest to reach. Now, on Macho Beta, there is an ocean world. Sorry, that was Anne. That wasn't Amaruk. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Um, the ocean world is teeming with a large amount of, uh, well, life. It's got a vast amount of diversity and would be incredibly valuable for research endeavors, uh, particularly into uh, biotech, etc. Um, and Machul Zeta, the closest to us, is a uh, has a desolate mess of a desert world that would be very, very difficult to occupy. But uh, it also has the a large trove of very valuable minerals of a variety of different sorts. Our uh, geological surveyors, there's been a couple uh, corporations who've tried to set up there without any governmental backup, and they've all folded over time. So... There are the offers. Any questions? Why did uh, the uh, why did they fail on Zeta? On Zeta, particularly. Particularly, a combination of raiders hitting them, no governmental support, mm -hmm. and uh, the 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 storms, the dryness, the uh, local wildlife. The combination is brutal. Um, and they were unable to sustain. Hmm. On uh, Beta, there was a scientific colony. You might have heard of it uh, a couple of years back. But it ran into some kind of biological creature and thus was eliminated. Any other questions? Can I ask, uh, obviously, Alpha is... A very habitable world, uh, but uh, is far away. So, what would it take to set up trade between that and the packed worlds? Well, I mean, let's see. Um, I'm trying to think if that's a question for them or a question for inside of your head, right? Are you? What are you asking? I guess I'm saying like if it's a. So if it's a like in the same way that I was like, so why did why has it not been colonized prior? This mm -hmm. is while distance is a factor. Yeah, it's temperate. It's the easiest to colonize, except for the distance. So yeah. what about that distance has proved difficult in the past? Yeah, absolutely. So why don't you make a politician check? Great question. Oh, yeah, it's much further. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's not much further. It's much it's less further. 
But one of the things that you're like getting by coming here yeah. is, is, is a connection. recognition from yeah. the packed, packed worlds. And like you have a you have a stable situation out there in the vast. Yeah. Right? No one's invaded you. No yeah. one's attacking you. The packed worlds, it takes it takes in the rule book, right? Yeah. It takes a D six days to get to Absalom Station from anywhere in the galaxy because of the substone, right? The packed world Excuse me, the Pact Worlds, the area immediately surrounding the Pact Worlds, are extremely valuable because of that, right? Yeah. On, like, an interstellar state mm-hmm. scale. So, I got a 10 on my politician check. Fantastic. Um, so, the things that you would know, like, basic yes. stuff. Vast is only vast because there's no beacons there. And mm-hmm. beacons are, 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 are basically pieces chipped off the Starstone that yeah. are placed near... Um, near stars, orbiting planets, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Right. Um, this is like edge of the vast because it's close to the packed world, so it still gets this like yeah. erstwhile glow from the sunstone. Uh-huh. But there's no beacons in the Matchel system, right? And no one's had any particular need to explore them other than to like survey them and check right. them out, right? Um, this particular spot of space has been, like, so racked with war between the war with the Viscarium, between the war with the Swarm, right? That, like, mm-hmm. actual expansion is low. Right. Yeah. Yes, Jim. While, while uh, Anna's figuring out what Amadou uh, would like to do, what's the layout of a with is there are we like in separate segmented kind of areas or we are yeah so if i were to try to go near anybody else it'd be obvious that i'm walking on yeah great but stealth checks are real no that's fine nope totally not trying to be sneaky in the government building nope good yeah great um for your for your 10 you also notice a couple a couple other things on here the uh the interesting position just in space right between the Pact Worlds, the Vescarium, and the Matchel system mm-hmm. is really, really interesting. Also, to the west is the untouched and uncontacted and perceptibly hostile as Lanter Empire, right? Um, which no one really knows anything about. Now, the Greyland Confederacy is a confederacy of various alien worlds um, that is, like, lightly bound together, and they're famous for regular civil wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would I be able to make a? Uh, I just, I just, oh, piloting check. Yeah. In order to help out that situation, maybe calculate the distance and. Yeah, totally. Go for it. Let's do it. That is a seventeen. Seventeen. Nice. Um. So, in terms of like where Metro Alpha is at this current time, right? It would take... Sorry, let me pull up my table real quick. With a basic, like a very basic um, drive, drift drive, Mm -hmm. it would take anywhere between, like, just under a week and, like, weeks to get there. All right, so... Did some quick calculation, and I think with the basic uh, drift drive, you're gonna be about a week to a 
couple of weeks in journey, I think. If that helps. On on Alpha? On Alpha, yes. So Sam speaks up. Yeah. He's like, well, but, so here's the thing, right? We're interested in trade with all of you guys. It's trade's good for everybody, right? It always is good for everybody, as long as you're fair. Gotta be fair when you trade with people. Now, we can't make any promises, right? Tomorrow's tomorrow. We don't want to. We don't want to commit to anything until then. So let's wait until. So let's be more specific about the offer that we're making, right? All right. My very political friends have been uh, very, very hands off with this. Let me, let me, let me get my paws on this. All right. There are issues with each of these places, right? Alpha, alpha. The world at Alpha, Alpha two point oh three, I think, is what the scientists are calling it. That 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 world because it's so temperate and so nice, lovely haven for bandits, yeah. right? Lovely haven for bandits. They, they love it there. It's an easy place to hide and chill out. They don't have to, there's not a lot of expenses. So there's a lot of bandits there and you're going to have to drive them off in order to be able to settle there with any kind of safety, right? Um, now, Beta, some murderous creature there, might be, a, might be many, might be just one big Godzilla thing. God knows. God's not. Uh, anyways, you're going to have to drive that off. You go to Beta. Uh, Zeta, you're going to have to figure out how to make... <laughs> You right there? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just such a bad situation uh, that I've created for this character. Um, continue. Zeta, Zeta uh, I mean, high risk, high reward, right? You're going to have to figure out how to tame that place, right? You're also going to have to contend with the several, uh, I mean, there's more bandits there. Uh-huh. There's more bandits there. As well as some nasty pieces of wildlife, right? So what we're doing here, right? What we're dealing in, the mud that we're stepping in together, is we want more friends. We want more friends. You could be our friends, right? But you gotta do some work to go out. You gotta reach out. You gotta reach out and grab it yourself, right? Because we can't hand it to you. You gotta reach out and grab it. And then we'll see, okay, you got it. I'm just imagining just like gaping holes in this man, <laughs> just as he's just being the most delightful of the three of them. Just a gaping rot. I'm just thinking of like a James Woods 80s. Yeah, like yeah. I just, I'm into it. Um, I just, I'm pretty much obsessed. So that's now you know. Um, Good. So when I look around at the other people, mm-hmm. kind of. I'm like in my mind, we have this like kind of pro- like very rebel alliance like projected in the middle of the room, and yeah, everybody's absolutely. kind of like, like, like I was like toss that back you. if you don't yeah. like it. But uh, <laughs> and so uh, I I want to kind of get a sense of what it seems like everybody else is talking about. Or okay, make that sense motive check. Yeah. So um, twenty three on sense motive. Ooh, she's nice. sensing all the motives. <laughs> All of no. the motives have been sensed. It's numbers. Just like your mom used to make. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Woo! All right. So, <laughs> so um, they're actually similar distance from each other. Huh? Right? Whoever, yeah, because distance to places is sure. defined by, um, no, similar to, there. it's, it's going to take a similar amount of time to get from Absalom Station to them, as it will to get from themselves to each other. 
because yeah, the way that distance the stars, works, right? So yeah, and the planets are just somewhere in the mm-hmm. vicinity of, of yeah. the stars and rotating. The exception them. is that going to Zeta, which is closer to the packed worlds, will get more of that glow from the sunstone, easier to get to. Yeah. Right. But it base, but just so I make sure I understood exactly what you said, mm-hmm. Zeta has all of the problems. You have an inhosp- inhospitable environment. You have bandits. You have the high risk, high reward of minerals. So you have all of the problems, but it is the closest. The uh, Beta is the ocean world, and there's some kind of huge apex predator there that we know decimated whatever scientific team was there in the past. Um, but a lot of biodiversity and like ability mm. to survive if you can survive whatever that one thing is. Yeah. And then last, Alpha, which is the farthest away, but just chock full of bandits because it's the easiest yeah. to live on. Um, I will now. I will say that um, be, from your excellent sense motive, uh-huh. I've oversold the difficulty of Zeta a little bit. Right? It's very hard to live on, uh-huh. right? Definitely has predators, but yeah. so does every world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And definitely has bandits, but so uh-huh. does every world. The bandit intensity there is not going to be nearly as bad because they don't want to go yeah. there. Now, the, there's going to be less but more vicious bandits there. Right? Because they're, 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 they're the there terrible, make, terrible yeah. people who are like, I can survive here and everyone wants to kill me. Yeah. Right? So when I when I with my sense motive as I look out amongst the other groups mm-hmm. discussing, yeah, do I see them focused on any particular thing? Do I uh, totally see them like lips uh, like? Can I read their lips as far as them mentioning certain? Yeah, I things? mean, well, so Hecklin, who's right next to you, uh, yeah. Master Denglock, is basically going that one, that, that bloody one with all the minerals. That's the one. That's what yeah, no, my ancestors. <laughs> yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, Elo, Elo is stone faced. Can I check his people? Yeah, they're fine too. Fuck. Yeah. Stupid professionals. <laughs> I can't do set spot if I get a negative two in it. I kind of like quietly look at them, <laughs> and they say. Uh, oh my god, this accent. Oh my god. Alright, sorry. Uh, Do you want a second to warm up into it? No, no, I'm good. I mean, listen, all, um, all of you beautiful people out there in the dark, fine, like, it's gonna be okay. Just <laughs> bear with me. Okay. Uh, she says, um, I'm a little worried about my people being able to survive on a desert planet. We oh. come from the complete opposite. Naturally. Um, I think Probably a good thought to have. Uh, would it be better to have a temperate place or for them to survive in the like, ocean? Are you good at swimming? I don't think, I don't think the water is going to be the place either. I think you're. you're I think look, the temperate planet is probably good. I mean, my people are warriors. You're used to being out on the outskirts of stellar. It would be nice to be able to move. I mean, some of the people there that believe we should disappear with the void, we'll think, how much better is this than what we have? Should we just not let fate take us? But I think that anybody who wants to live will be more likely to want to on a temperate planet. 
Yes, of course. And who knows? Maybe you could all get a summer coat. <laughs> I'm sorry. First, first dog pun of the night. It's so cute. Uh, she, but I'm laughing, but she goes, oh, like, like <laughs> tilts her head and goes, I like jackets. And then, and then, um, uh, God, it's dog lady. Okay. Uh, that's, that's not. Okay. Um, I think that's what we should go for because I think while there are lots of bandits there, my people are not afraid of, uh, fighting people off. Right. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Great sense to me. So what, what happens now? Like, do we just, do you want to ask for that planet and show your hand? Do you want to see what I the want to wait do? and see what the others do first. Right. Are you sure they won't stick their claim? If they do, we can fight for it. But if we say we want it first, the first one makes her bid first, then... Um, there is, considering there are three people and three planets, they want to get rid of me for some reason. I thought there would be one. I don't know if they want to get rid of you yet. I just know they want to control you. Right. I'm just saying. Right? It's a little weird. Yeah, that's a little weird. Um, I, I trust you, first claw, ma'am. You good? It's so cute. I can't handle it. I can't look at Parker when he does it. I just can't. <laughs> um, no, I have to say from a scientific perspective, if we do end up getting data, that's pretty cool. I think it's a good second option, although yes. not knowing what crazy creature could be out there could be very uh, scary. Or very interesting. As long as there right. is enough livable land to support four people. I mean, how, how well, much of the land do you Take up on we spend a lot of time in our in our pots and in our clan quarters because the weather in Lodjak is not very hospitable. So we are used to being in an inhospitable environment. But the reason I don't want to go for the desert is because it would be way too warm for all of the fur. That's fair. You can get haircuts. Oh. That's not. That's not a thing that. Oh. Um, would, would there be any reason or way for me to discern or make a really well-founded logical guess as to whether Declan or Elo are responsible for the cards that were following us? Is there, like, from my background, that's not, a, not saying too much. That's a you question, not a... I feel like, no, because, you know, I feel like there'd be a bias there in my character, and then I would assume that Or I do. That's, that's who my character You're aware is. of it. Yeah. Um, like, but the thing is, am I aware that it's bias? Or am I just going to not trust the book? Because he's the court guy. It's up to you. Fuck. I'm asking all these questions. I figure out who my character is in the second episode. Alright. <laughs> 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 Always and forever. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. we kind of have this little tete-a-tete. Uh... She's kind of like got her head low and like she's very tall and big. She's mm-hmm. got a she she had her head low and then she kind of straightens back up again um, mm-hmm. into her more public public uh, 
personae and says, so how do you want to do this? What are your expectations? Well, uh, Zoe says, we thought we'd have each of you make bids. We know vaguely what your purposes with your lands are, but what you intend to do with each of these. But we'd like to hear it from you. Especially you. Uh-oh. I'm a rook. <laughs> you are, um... You're an outsider, not to isolate you, you're certainly aware. Your people are not members of the packed world. You're the only person in here, I believe, who is not a citizen. You are bringing refugees to our doors. Hecklin has a reputation that he stands on, as does uh, Kleintech. We don't really know you very well. So why don't we start with you? You're right. My people are not members of the Pact Worlds yet. But we are known to be hard workers. And we are known to do our best to try to empathize with others' needs around us. Your friend said that you wanted friends. And you will not find better friends than those on Logic. She's killing everyone oh, sorry. on the table. <laughs> They're <laughs> dogs. They'll be sweet. great. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> it is easy for me to say things like this, of course, when you have no proof of what we can do. But you will find members of my people among uh, several trade ships. We are good negotiators. We are fair in our dealings. And... We care more about fitting in with everybody else. You will find, I think, the natural way of business is to be on top. And we just want to be a part of your clan. Logic is many. But each one of us has a first claw. I am the first claw of Clan Yuka. And I have been sent to try to deal with this. Because as you know, my people need a place to go, and they need uh, something to serve, a greater purpose. And if what you want is someone who is willing to do what the government here wants to be done on one of these worlds, then we are absolutely the best people to choose because we do not have any will but the will to survive. And that will is strong. Yes, John. I, as soon as the first claw is finished, uh, it's, uh, um, uh, Speaker Sunder, if I may, um, I realize that today we have a, a bit of a conundrum on our hands as we sort out who would benefit the most, including the council itself. Um, allow me to say that for all the time that I've known the first claw, she's been fair to us, and she has been honest in all of our dealings. Thank you so much for your bid. The other two speakers, like, kind of mutter yeses and, mm -hmm. and kind of nod their heads. Uh, so, where, 
Forgive me, but uh, you have no purpose other than survival? What is it other than honesty and kindness that your kind bring? We are warriors, and we have survived this long in a very inhospitable environment. We are also those who serve uh, Desna and her Song of the Spheres, and we have... uh, Many Solarians among us who are happy to serve a greater purpose, myself included. If there is protection you wish from these bandits and these creatures beyond the reach of the packed worlds, then there is no better line of defense than the Vlaka. She scared herself. Scared, I'm scared. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Very well. Very well. You notice that Jekyll is kind of like smiling. Yeah. Um, Very well. Um, And uh, forgive me, but we've left out a crucial detail. Which one of the uh, star systems, excuse me, solar systems do you want? Kodiak makes immediate eye contact with the first claw and gives a very slight shake of his head to not yet. Ask for one, he whispers. I say, in the spirit of understanding my neighbors, I would like to know why they would like to have claim to these lands. Because then I will know how best to serve the will of the Pact Worlds in coordination with my brethren. Yikes. Great. Kia sends a message to her <laughs> telepathically, and she's just like, hell yes! <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't speak nasally telepathically. Hell yes! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she does. <laughs> I'm sweating! <laughs> oh my god, I hate it! <laughs> Uh, very well, very well, that makes perfect sense. I'd say the same thing if I were in your shoes, honestly. Well, respect. Respect, first claw. All right. Uh, Master Dan Glock, if you would be so kind. The dwarf, like, kind of attempts to straighten up, like, his, like, broken form, like, resting on his walker slightly. He says, speakers, it's very simple. You do a lot of things when you're young to get glory or wealth. And as you get old and you find love and you find children, that's you just want to make something for them. And when I, you've spent your entire life as I have destroying things, you feel like you have some making up to do. I want to build something brilliant. Thank you. Very good. Caster doesn't know that you should clap, so he kind of claps. Yeah, I clap. Sure. I think it's great. <laughs> I cast ghost sound. Really yeah? Quick, to sound like other people are clapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. Fantastic. Very, uh, who's speaking? 
I have <laughs> I have so many voices in my head right now. I get it. Um, a very uh, heartfelt response from a from another old man. Jekyll says his his accent keeps on changing. What is he? No, that was right. No, that was right. Sounded like a dude, exactly bro. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the representative from KleinTech, uh, well, not the representative, the head of KleinTech, Elo, you blessed us with your presence today. Elo steps forward. And the GM reviews his notes. <laughs> so Elo steps forward with a perfect confidence. And a remarkable grace. Um... He stands remarkably tall for an android, even. Um, and he's, you realize, like, as he, like, straightens up and, like, drops his shoulders, he's, like, perfectly built as well into, like, this wonderful, or not he, they, they are perfectly built into, the, like, this perfect frame of muscled, energetic, forward-directed personhood. And he says, I'm here because I'm your best shot. Kleintech is not an individual organization. It's not a family-run business, and it's not a set of refugees. It is a business, and we are here to make a profit. And that profit is always taxed and shared with those who help. Thank you. And, uh... What one, what do you, what, uh, what of these three options will Kleintech profit from? Uh, Beta. I would like Beta. Thank you. And you, uh, Hecklin? Which, uh, where, what is your, uh, bid for? Well, Call me stereotypical, but I want the one with the goods underground, he says, drinking from... He's got, like, a little camelback spout. Mm-hmm. His mouth. <laughs> High-tech camelback. Space camelback. Spamble snack! Um, <laughs> okay. Spamble snack! <laughs> You'll see billboards for that next game. So um, excited. Oh, my God. It's both. Food and drink all in one it's bowl. It's just a smoothie. It's a spam snack. Because I'm thinking so of spam. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a exactly. spam tube. Yeah. It's very dwarven. <laughs> oh, God. Oops. Sorry for everyone at home. Parker, ever the Foley artist. <laughs> so that just leaves you, First Claw. Well... <laughs> Just the excited way in which the jock just said first claw. Oh no, really that was that was that was Sam Sunder. I'm oh, sorry, Sam that was Sunder. Honest oh. Sam. Yeah. Honest Sam. <laughs> Why you you okay? Jesus Christ, <laughs> zombie! Yeah. Flustered there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> this always happens with undead characters. <laughs> what is wrong with you? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to. It's fine. Don't yuck her yum, man. I mean, yeah, don't yuck my yum. I mean, for once, we're my not dead super interested in the same NPC. 
I'm not interested. He's just Are pretty. <laughs> okay. Interested. I don't know. Well, it would appear that we are in luck. Because I would like to uh, sequester the world of Alpha for my people. That, my friends, was remarkably easy. So here's that, how this is going to go down. You have two months. Right? Two months to get this done. Secure your world. Make sure it's safe enough. So that your interests, your, your, your vulnerable people, your careful investments, your kids won't be uh, eaten alive by whatever is on these various different worlds. And uh, two months, come back here. Let's talk again. If we did good, we'll have a feast. If we did bad, we'll have a funeral. Fair? I mean, those are our options right now. When does the two-month timer start? He like, looks at his watch. Let's say now. Ah! Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> uh, do you not think that's a little bit uh, rough, considering it will take us almost a month to get there, as opposed to other people, my good friends here, who will be able to get to their planet sooner? Yeah, but you chose the far away one. But the terms had not been laid out yet for the time. Do you want to change your choice now? I just want—I wanted to know if it would be possible for us to have a little bit more time to start. When we arrive on each of our planets, perhaps you could put a tracker on each of our ships, and the timer could begin as soon as each of us arrives. That way, everybody gets the same amount of time when they get to their planets. So, uh, Jekyll leans forward. Look, I know that you're a sportsman, and I understand, and I respect you as a sportsman. I, myself, am a sportsman. Mm. This isn't sports, kid. And that sucks. But there are no rules here. This is an offer that we're making to you. And that's that. There's no timer. There won't be a halftime show. You won't be saved by the bell. I understand where you're coming from, but this is what it is. What if we just work really fast? That's what we're going to have to do, so I'm glad you had that excellent idea. Let's go! (laughs) Let's get out of here right now! To be fair, Suta's never, uh, been one to say no to an opportunity. So if you don't have the funds yourself, perhaps he knows someone or is willing to take on a bit of the debt. Well, let's see how how fast we can get there and how uh, I may want to send out some messages myself to my people since this we will be closer to that than to the Pact Worlds and it is possible that with this opportunity they may want to come out and help us. I'm a problem solver, not the problem identifier. (laughs) 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 Fantastic. That sounds like meeting adjourned. Kill me. The, um, there's a a large, like, thud as something drops in the back. And it, like, echoes and reverberates throughout the halls and all of the members of the representative body begin to clap. And this sound like echoes through the halls and then the clapping stops and they begin to disperse. The podium starts to like descend on its mechanical pillars Mm -hmm. and the speakers come down and begin to approach you. Wonderful. What 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 a easy... First session. What a wonderful time before recess. That was just... Could have been so much worse. Y'all could have been at each other's throats. That was fantastic, Sam says as he comes down. 
approaching all of you. It's such a, a first club we haven't gotten to meet yet. Uh, it's such a pleasure to meet you. I grab his, like the the inside like warrior shake. Yeah, situation. great. Good to know. Whoa, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Tail wax. <laughs> You are an anomaly around here, and I just want to say that I absolutely appreciate you and everything that you do here. Well, hopefully I'll get to do a lot more. I can't see as you want. Just make tracks. We're um, going to need a pretty fast ship. Any any way you could help us for such a thing? That's out of my league. <laughs> I just talk. <laughs> we could take a crack at it. That was your job, yes, so you're going to find us a ship. Then I'll get right to that. Yes. yes. Good work. Here I go. Off you go. And Tail wags. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Are you, like, actually leaving? Um, maybe not. Maybe I'll stick with the group, but I'll, like, I'll get my things together. Great. Yeah. All right. So, sure we need time. to do that. We need to figure out where we're going to land, and we need to get any last records of any sort of, like, bandit hideouts and things like that that people may know about. Do you want to hire any augmented? First Claw. Who, who is that? Jekyll walks over. Ah! Sorry. <laughs> I've been watching you. You are. I, I do the, like, spin around. I, like, look behind myself and then turn around <laughs> with the tail wagging. Tail wagging. Yeah. <laughs> You're quite a fighter. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better than myself. You... <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it's a job. It's uh, totally a reference, but like that doesn't help. No. <laughs> yeah. Um just just wanted to say I have the utmost respect for you and this business is uh I wish I still did sports. Look, if you ever want uh tickets uh to my to my uh excuse me. To a game for my team, the the Arachnids. You you come to me, we'll get you set up. I'd love to see you in the stands. We'd love to have a, another sportsman join us we'd, for the day. We'd like to do that. Unfortunately, we're sort of on a little bit of a timer right now, but maybe when we get back, we'd, we'll go out and cheer Absolutely. for you and the whole all the spiders. Go now. Uh... Go now! Oh, sorry. I thought you were right starting no, a cheer. Okay. You're all right. I like your. I like your enthusiasm. All right. I'm gonna leave you be. I like to have fun. I'm gonna leave you be. She is hitting her head on an <laughs> invisible gavel. <laughs> she turns. She turns to you and she's just like, honestly, I don't understand the whole jock thing. Like people think I'm a jock, but I don't really know how to do it. You fight. I mean, I I can fight her, but I it's just a little bit a lot for like. When they come up to you and they're like, we're a part of this together. It's and I'm like, I'm a part of a clan, but maybe, that's not what we do. Maybe like, this conversation should happen not within earshot of all of them while they still like us. Disappears into the night. <laughs> <laughs> she says aloud. Yeah. Um, is anybody doing anything weird? No. Great. No. Elo Catch has like shaked, shook hands already and he's on his way out. Hecklin is like kind of like blustering and like clearly a little surprised that he got exactly what he wanted. Um, Can I mm-hmm. try to like walk somewhat 
like as as like I'm imagining that like Elo, Elo's group like basically mm-hmm. like, went to pass us. Can I try to like match their step a little bit just to kind of stay a little close and see if I hear any if it's a conversation or anything as they go to leave the room? Sure. Do you want to do you want them to not see that? Yeah. All right. Make a self check. Great. First roll of the night. What's to be specified? <laughs> So you like approach and then suddenly Elo turns and stops and everyone else stops and turns and looks at you. I just wanted to wish you uh, well on your investment and uh, I hope whatever's swimming in those seas doesn't eat too many of your scientists. Sure. And he leaves. (laughs) I just look at you and I'm like, <laughs> she gives a thumbs double up. thumbs up. <laughs> Big grin. <laughs> Wagging tail. I'm just I'm imagining them being the Duke laws, so she can't actually like oppose the little thumbs, like put the thumbs up. She's kind of like waving her paws back and forth so that the Duke laws like flop up in That's what I imagine. I know that's not true, but like as soon as you're like, hey, dog, paws, doing thumbs up, I'm like they don't have opposing. So sorry, but they can in this world. They can in ever. That's totally fine. Because we have to be able to shoot guns. Exactly. True. Um, Great. So the um, the speakers begin to walk you out, right? Anything else? I feel like I was interrupting. No, I think I think we know. Is there anything else we should do? We need a ship as fast as possible. We need to know for you uh, to be able to research other people who have gone there and what they found and where the bandits are and where we should possibly land. Um, there are many critters. Yes, that please. And then I want to write to or send a message to Logic, mm-hmm. um, to the council chambers there, letting them know what the deal is and that it would be good to have some support because we have not a lot of time and a lot Absolutely. of bandits. Absolutely. So you guys like are approaching that yeah. antechamber that yeah. you were in previously, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and as like you and a couple of council members, the council members are, like a little bit behind you, like talking to each other. As you guys enter into the main room, you see ahead of you these like these five figures. Oh, we're like dressed in in like robes, and they look like monks, right? They look like some kind of some kind of religious order, right? Um, and as you approach, they begin to like split off from the wall and begin to head towards you, right? Aggressively, just towards oh, sense us. Motive. Why not? Uh, oh, sense motive. Okay, yeah. Why not? Yeah. That's an eleven. Yeah, or twelve. Yeah. That's your total. Yeah. Um. You notice that they aren't like walking, right? Walking has like a certain cadence and rhythm, and there's a sway to it. They're not walking. 